Chapter 16, Segment 5 No master could have been more unfitted to teach things to so shy a boy as Philip. He had come to the school with fewer terrors than he had when he first went to Mr. Watson's. He knew a good many boys who had been with him at the preparatory school. He felt more grown up and instinctively realized that among the larger numbers his deformity would be less noticeable. But from the first day Mr. Gordon struck terror in his heart, and the master, quick to discern the boys who were frightened of him, seemed on that account to take a peculiar dislike to him. Philip had enjoyed his work, but now he began to look upon the hours passed in school with horror. Rather than risk an answer which might be wrong and excite a storm of abuse from the master, he would sit stupidly silent, and when it came towards his turn to stand up and construe, he grew sick and white with apprehension. His happy moments were those when Mr. Perkins took the form. He was able to gratify the passion for general knowledge which beset the headmaster. He had read all sorts of strange books beyond his years, and often Mr. Perkins, when a question was going round the room, would stop at Philip with a smile that filled the boy with rapture and say, Now, Carrie, you tell them. The good marks he got on these occasions increased Mr. Gordon's indignation. One day it came to Philip's turn to translate, and the master sat there glaring at him, furiously biting his thumb. He was in a ferocious mood. Philip began to speak in a low voice. Don't mumble, shouted the master. Something seemed to stick in Philip's throat. Go on, go on, go on. Each time the words were screamed more loudly. The effect was to drive all he knew out of Philip's head, and he looked at the printed page vacantly. Mr. Gordon began to breathe heavily. If you don't know, why don't you say so? Do you know it or not? Did you hear all this construed last time or not? Why don't you speak? Speak, you blockhead, speak! End of segment five.